Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I'm your host, Brian Convery. On today's Coffee with Convery podcast, we're continuing the Throwback Thursday series, where I get the wonderful delight to catch up with students and young talent from my past that I've met years ago and to see where they are now. Today, my guest is Brianna Sekulich, who Brianna is a 2011 graduate from the University of Guelph with a Bachelor of Arts Honors in Criminal Justice and Public Policy and Political Science. Brianna is the Chief of Staff to the President of IBM Canada and has had a diverse career background working as an Associate Partner for IBM's Global Business Services Practices. She has delivery experience in strategy and transformation, digital strategy and interactive experience and advanced analytics programs implementations. Brianna also worked in various industries, including retail, chemicals and petroleum, public sector, telecom, and financial services. Brianna is also super passionate about the advocacy of advancing women in tech. Brianna, it's so great to see you after so long. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this. I'm, I'm excited for our conversation. Me too, me too. And it's, um, I know we kind of cheated and had a little bit of a conversation before the podcast, but it's so special when you can get together and see people and see people that have been so successful in their lives and, and where they've come from. And I, I remember down to the day that, you know, we were talking earlier about the day you came in for your interview and I remember the whole day as if it was yesterday. So, um, again, thank you again for being here. It's, it's very special. Happy, happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so I always kind of get to know for our, our audience, you know, we have folks joining in and listening from um, all areas and thought, you know, it's kind of fun to get to know you on a personal level and a little bit of a rapid fire. So we'll first start off with some of those fun questions. So what is your favorite most used emoji? Okay, so it is probably a toss up between the party hat emoji and um, the champagne flutes. <laughs> I'm a very festive, celebratory type of person. Absolutely, that's the way to live, right? Awesome, I love that. Um, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, hmm, this is an interesting one. Uh, I love sushi, um, something that I, I'm not very skilled at making by myself, so it's definitely something, you know, that I that I probably would want to eat for the rest of my life. <laughs> okay, sushi's good. I love sushi. Um, what is your favorite way to spend a day off? Um, I it, there's two answers to that question in in a COVID world, it's um usually just staying in, relaxing, um and, you know, having a good sleep in and then maybe spending some time on my balcony reading. But in a non-COVID world, I'm definitely out and about, love brunching and hitting up different uh, spin classes and meeting up with my friends. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes fun to just spin it up and try different things, right? And anything that's not on a computer technically and you're kind of out experiencing the world. For sure. <laughs> um, do you... Are you a hit this news button or a wake up immediately kind of person? I'm a wake up immediately person. I feel like I don't even need to set an alarm clock anymore. I just automatically wake up very early. <laughs> Do we say how early? 
Lately, it's been 6.30 a.m. Um, oh. And, you know, I, I kind of like that time because I find in my role, there's a lot of meetings that I'm in from that start around 8 a.m. So if I do have that 6.30 a.m. start, I can sometimes get a workout in in the morning. And then I also have time just to think through some of the stuff that I need to process. It's a great way to to start the day and have time to yourself. Absolutely. Um, this question I often ask, and it's it's one I just kind of threw in there, but um, because sometimes people like to say certain words a lot, or they like the sound of it, or it means something to them, or, or it's nothing. It's just the word that comes to mind. But do you have a favorite word? I think that my favorite word is passionate. Um, I say it a lot, and I like how I feel when I use it, because usually I'm explaining something that means a lot to me. Um, so I think that's definitely my favorite word. Passionate. I like that. So, okay, so now let's, we're going to talk a little bit about your journey and your background. And um, as I mentioned to you, we have listeners coming in now, a high school audience building. We have, you know, students who are going off to school for their first term this fall. We have um, individuals that, you know, might be started or just started their 1st summer internship and, you know, all of those moments are are actually pivotal moments in someone's experiences with change and transition. And so, as you look back to your. Your story and your, your overall start and, and things that you've learned, could you talk a little bit about, you know, your background, your, your journey and what you learned along the way. Absolutely. So, um. I, when I, when I started at IBM, I always used to introduce myself as a wild card because my academic background was a bit different than most of my peers. Um, when I was in university, I studied criminal justice and public policy and political science. And I found a lot of my peers in consulting, you know, had business degrees or computer engineering degrees. And I think that that was something that, you know, really made me stood out, stand out. And um, I also had, you know, learned a lot of different things in school, um, had a lot of interest in social justice and, you know, advocating for people's rights. And it was really interesting as, as my career developed in tech, um, when some of those things would be focus areas for us, for example, you know, designing a website and and looking at it from an end user or usability perspective and making sure everyone could access it. So I think, you know, my my overall transition coming from school and the things I, I studied, I didn't originally anticipate having a career in consulting, in tech consulting. I thought that I would have been a lawyer or you know, one of one of the um, fields related to what I had studied, but I was really happy that I stepped outside of my comfort zone and I tried um, my luck at consulting and it, it served me pretty well so far. Yeah, it's amazing how um, today, I was sharing with you how even today, you know, there's quite a bit of conversations around students getting uh, a, a job placement in their field of study. And I always scratch my head a bit on that one because, you know, it's the fundamental building blocks, but even when you look at, you know, like a third of students are, are reporting that they think they're in the wrong major or the wrong study, or, 
you know, maybe, you know, they're not, they, they, they shouldn't be in this program, but I always say like, you know, seriously consider that, but I think you can really take those skills and adapt them to anything, right. And take those experiences, um, and share them in, in different ways. For sure. I think, you know, a, a lot of the experience I got in school leading different projects or being involved in, you know, student council or playing on different sports teams or, you know, I, I think even when I was in high school, we had a reach for the top team, which was like a Jeopardy team. Being involved in all of those things, all of those skills, I still feel like I draw upon them now um, as a consultant, having having been in my career for about eight years. Some of those team building skills and um, those that leadership experience that I got while I was still in high school is still totally applicable and transferable to what I'm doing today. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the students right now are going to school, um, you know, a student referred to the other day Zoom University and I was I quite was like, is that a program? They're like, no, you know, Zoom and I'm like, oh, oh, I can't. You're going in Zoom University because you haven't stepped foot on your college campus yet. And, you know, when you think about the high school to university experience for you, was there anything that um, that stood out for you or that you could share maybe for thinking about some of these students heading off this fall? Is there, I know it's reflecting back, but anything that you yeah. remember? So I think, you know, a thing that made a huge difference for me was my longing for a sense of community, my wanting to be involved in things. And I generally am a person who just likes to give back. So throughout high school, throughout grade school, throughout university, and now also in my career, that's something that's been consistent. So I'd really encourage people to lean in if there is something you're interested in, a sport or a hobby or a club. Um, try it out. And I think especially in a virtual environment, it's important to keep on networking. Um, even if it is virtual, it's, it's good to keep meeting people and uh, getting involved and hearing about other people's perspectives and, um, you know, making that extra effort to still connect with people, even though you're not face to face. Yeah, some great advice. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't go wrong with with connections and making those relationships and and uh, even more so now. And, you know, I think more people are even open to having a coffee chat where we're all feeling a bit disconnected to to reconnect in different ways. You know, as you think about your school experience um, and and thinking back to do you feel from the life and work experiences you've gotten and, and experienced? Is there anything that you wish was um, maybe taught in school that that isn't or should be? Um, I, the, the coaching I give a lot of um, students who I meet with is, and I wish that I had learned this in school, but sometimes I think maybe it's because of the area I specifically studied, but I do think um, every day I'm responsible for presenting and being able to articulate my perspective and my point of view. And you do gain a lot of presentation skills in school, but some of the stuff that comes alongside that, um, you know, creating good content, whether it's via video or, 
you know, making good presentations or even, you know, being able to slice and dice data to be able to tell a story. Those are, I think, you know, important skills. And if you can get exposure to them and start to hone your craft while you're still in school, it will really serve you well when you step into your first, um, you know, career role. Yeah, absolutely. And then in the importance of the data, right. And being able to tell those stories, that's some really, some really great advice. And, and hopefully our listeners are, are thinking about that because it's, um, it, it does push you out of your comfort zone too to be able to, to practice that and get better at that. And it's something you, you do for the rest of your life, really. Um, Getting a bit more personal now, can you share with me or audience um, anything that you feel maybe was a big challenge or uh, something that hurdle you had to overcome in life and how did you deal with that? Okay, so I have a, a very big challenge to share. Um, <laughs> about a year into my career at IBM, um, which I was so excited about and and Brian knows because he was one of the people who, who, you know, brought me in for my interviews. Um, I got, uh, I got diagnosed and I was very sick. I had a, a terminal illness. And so it was really difficult being a, a, a pretty healthy, active person to just out of nowhere when you're 24 years old, you know, find out that you aren't actually doing so well. And so, you know, I, I had to do a lot of different treatments and there were some cases where treatments weren't working. I was very hungry for my career. And so I was balancing, you know, continuing to work in, in cases when I could. And then there was a time where I had to step away and, and take a medical leave of absence. And um, some things that, you know, really helped me get through that were the first thing was um realizing that i wasn't defined by you know the the illness that i had and i would look at my life as a pie chart and i would say being sick is only one eighth of the pie chart you're still a consultant you're still a sister you're still a daughter you're still a best friend and you know just giving perspective to this really helped me get through it and then um Another part of the challenge was when I did return to the office, um, I came back hungrier than ever for my career, having had to step away for it for a little while and adapting back into the workplace. So those were some challenges, but throughout it all, I had a lot of support from my family, from my friends, from my colleagues, from my leadership team, and a lot of those people who, who were my colleagues are now like family to me. And I feel like we all got through that challenging time together. Thank you so much for sharing such a personal and um, uh, a journey there and your personal story. And I think, um, you know, reflecting on that and sharing it with us, it's, 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 thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And, and again, I think for folks that are going through different things, um, whether it be a mental illness, a, a challenge, a wellness, um, it's, it's always helpful for people, I think, to share some of these stories, um, so that others feel too, like they're not alone or they're not the only one dealing with different things, but, um, wow, that's a huge challenge and a, and a huge accomplishment to, to get through that. So thank you again for sharing that. 
Thanks, Brian. Um, if you think, um, you know, that when I read a quote and it was yesterday's dreams aren't always today's reality. Um, and it made me think and reflect myself this past year, but how have, if in thinking that sort of mindset, how have your priorities changed over time and, and why? So I feel like, you know, I'm constantly recalibrating my priorities. And I think to the, the previous question, going through that personal challenge that I went through, it, I really gained a lot of wisdom by going through that. And so, um, as I said, I'm very hungry for my career and I'm always, you know, pushing myself, but at the same time, I've gained a perspective and I really value patience and sort of enjoying the moment that you're in. And so that's really, you know, influenced my dreams of the past and, um, you know, my priorities have changed, but at the same time, some things have remain the same. So I just feel like there's a bit more, you know, balance between what, like taking in the moment you're currently in, but still having those big dreams for the future. Yeah, yeah. so important to be in that moment, right? And and to look at those things. And it's it's something as we grow up, I always remember hearing people talk about, you know, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, focus on the and you're always like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, then you finally realize, wait, there's some truth and wisdom in those statements. Absolutely. <laughs> um, one of the conversations I've been having a lot lately, and, and this goes, you know, throughout talking to many students is focusing on values and skills. And, you know, there's a lot that I'm trying to still disrupt in this ecosystem and conversations with students in school and others is, you know, GPA and credentials, those are fine, but like really when it comes down to it, it's your values yeah. and your skills that really um, propel you, you know, to, to achieve your goals and to be successful in your personal professional life. If you were to describe yourself and thinking about values and skills and how those have helped you, would you mind sharing a little bit about that? For sure. I, I you know, I think that's a great question and I think um, some of the things that have helped me be successful are the brand um, and the perception that people have of me. And I do think that um, I'm very proud that uh, people associate, associate me with being someone who's honest, who has integrity, who they know is going to do what's right. And even in you know, my current role, I'm the chief of staff to the president of IBM Canada, and there's a lot of pressure um, being in this role and you have a lot of visibility to different things. And um, I think, you know, my boss has a lot of trust in me and knows that I'm a person with integrity and someone he can depend on and our leadership team can depend on to help make the right decisions. So I think, you know, definitely being grounded in values that are important to you um, will will serve you. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, and and the words you chose are are so so what I think about when I think of you as well. Um, you know, the honesty, the trust, the you know. I think it goes along with it too is that likability factor, and that people feel like they can talk to you, right, and not 
not not be worried about a hidden agenda and things like that and um just having that outlook on on life and and and, and living that every day is it's such a great way to uh to to achieve your goals but also to be there for others mm -hmm. i'm i'm actually reading a book right now by adam grant it's called think again but his previous book is called give and take and it's about leadership styles and i've I've realized mine is, you know, the giving type of leadership style. I like to help people. I like people to feel comfortable around me. I don't like to have, you know, a motive or an agenda. If I, if I can help you, I will. And um, I think, you know, I enjoy doing that and, and hopefully people enjoy interacting with me and trust me because um, my intentions are genuinely good. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you wouldn't have gotten to where you are either. I think that the, um, you know, as I, I'm actually looking at the clock and realizing we're getting to the end of the show here. And I, I feel like I could go on and talk with you for so long. I, I you know, this is a very, it's, it's funny for me to say people are probably like, oh my gosh, but it's a special moment when I look at the class of consulting by degree folks that I've met over the years and you know, you and, and, and your peers are just um, fantastic individuals who have, who have really strived to be the best they can be in life. And it's, it's something that um, I was just so excited to talk to you tonight and, and hear where you are and how, how, how well you've done and where you've gone with your, your personal and professional life. But as we think about, you know, kind of thinking next steps and closing out the show and our audience and listeners, is there anything that you might want to share about um, some advice or last minute thoughts for some of the students who might be listening in today. Um, some some closing advice is be a yes person. Um, be helpful as often as you can. Uh, believe in yourself. Take chances. You know, uh, try things outside of your comfort zone. And if you make a mistake, it's okay. That's actually how you learn faster. So, you know, give it a, give it a try. And, um, when you don't know, or you have questions, ask people, most people do want to help you. So, you know, you're not alone, but it's definitely worthwhile to say yes and take a chance and try things outside of your comfort zone or else you'll never know your potential. Great, great advice and great, great thoughts to leave with the listeners today. Well. Rana, thank you so much for being on the Throwback Thursday series. It seems like talking with you tonight has been like a pleasure. It feels like we just picked up where we left off a couple of years ago. So I really want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you so much for for having me. And as you mentioned, you know, the group of consultants you helped hire into IBM. You know, thanks for identifying all of us because a lot of those people are my friends and my peers and and have helped me get to where I am today. So thank you for having a good eye for talent. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, for our listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network and please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery and until next time, please stay well. <laughs>